And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, this is the show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about different comics uh, that came out this week, things that we've read. Um, for those of you who don't know, DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. Uh, Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday. We got, we're got we at July 28th, 2022, to talk about what it came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. If you're watching the live stream, you are watching us on volume.com. Uh, but also... um, if you're watching the live stream, you've also been keyed into the fact that there's supposed to be a third person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So those things will shift around a little bit. But uh, uh, we're we're streaming live to volume.com. We're, we also got Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And, uh, you know, it'd be boring if I did this alone. But right now we got Trevor Reese uh, up in here. Trevor, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um no, but do you, are you looking at like the Twitch stream or whatever? Like mm -hmm. it still has Natalie up and the one I'm seeing on volume is a split three ways. We're going to be split three ways until I fix this right now. Um, and Natalie's okay. going to be up because right. um, Natalie could, uh, um, I hope she's good. Uh, okay. She as long as it's, be it's in, been you know? made aware, as long as I, I'm one of those people who are like, well, if you want to continue, we can continue. But as long as you're aware, I, I have aware. done my job and... <laughs> And now the choice is yours, young Padawan. That's not, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, happy to be here as always. Yeah, always a fun time talking comics with you. Even I'm gonna just take out volume. I'm gonna let you do your work. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. Um, uh, it'll be it'll be back to normal soon. But uh, Trevor, uh, how do you feel about this week? It's not a fifth week, is it? Is it a fifth week? Is it a fifth week? It did feel weirdly light, if I do you, say so myself. You want to explain it, what a fifth week is? No, it's a fourth week. Okay. It is a fourth week. It next did seem month, a little bit light. Next month has a fifth week. But yes, a fifth week is, so usually, as with sort of every month, there are four Wednesdays. There, the, the, the publishing schedule is planned for four Wednesdays. Yeah, there's not and always so because, Wednesdays. yeah, there are a couple, I think it's like four every year. Is it judged by the Wednesdays months. or is it judged by the Tuesdays now for DC? Like does DC, how does DC deal with that? I think DC, as much as they want to be cool and be on Tuesdays, they're still on a Wednesday lifestyle. Okay. That's how I would describe it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so a fifth week is, oh, well, here's a fifth, there is a fifth Wednesday. We don't have anything planned. So it's always like fun one-offs. Well, fun. Sometimes you get some crap and just like right. reprints and other stuff. But yeah, fifth weeks are like a fun little opportunities for the publishers. Like, well, we have an extra week of stuff. We need to at least get something new on the shelves. So sometimes, you know, if you, if you have a book that's always coming out the last week of the month, maybe they're going to push it another week just to have something exciting to read. But a lot of times it's stuff like um, I'd say re the reason you know, I know the reason why I thought fifth week. Why? Superman Space Age. Uh -huh. That that had a very fifth week vibe to it. Was like it a fun good? new thing? It was. I enjoyed it. But it's different. It's it's, it's, almost, it's experimental it's, in a way. Yeah. But at the same time, you have like new team coming on. uh Detective Comics, Spider-Man 900, those are uh -huh. things you do not say for a fifth week. Right. Those are things these are these are month closers. Right. They're they're the big. Normally a publishing company won't put their big title on a fifth week. Yeah. But August is going to have one, August 31st, literally closing out 
the the month with the fifth one uh fifth wednesday mm, okay um, and i was actually fun fact born on a wednesday i always like that oh very solomon grundy yeah born on a wednesday my, yeah. my week starts on a wednesday it shifts <laughs> you're a little bit off you know yeah. he's coming you're going i don't i don't know how much the rhyme has changed by uh buried on tuesday or whatever it's born Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, right? Yeah. Died on a Tuesday? I don't think he... No, no, no. He died. dies on he a... He lives a whole life in a week. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually just all of his life events happen. It's like a it's like a, a riddle story kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How old was he? But he wasn't a week old. He was... Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a week old. It's like it christened. It's like christened on a Tuesday. I think that's yeah. what it is. Um. And that, and then it ends with, and that's the story. Which is also like, yeah, that's a weird time. That's a weird day to be christened. Yeah, on a Tuesday, you know what the religious holiday? Uh, Taco Tuesday. Well, no, uh, Fat Tuesday, the day before Lent. Mm. So obviously, you do not want to have uh, to be christened on a Tuesday. Yeah, heathen day. Yeah, um, I was looking up just to talk about fifth fifth weeks. Um, back in nineteen ninety eight. There was a fifth week event just for one week in 1998 called Girl Frenzy. That's what DC mm-hmm. did. Do you remember that? Oh, okay. oh, I was hoping you were gonna like DC's who I would have guessed, but I, we I was wanted you to make me guess it. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, Girl Frenzy. It was called 98? Girl Frenzy. It was 98. There was there was eight, I believe, eight one shots that came out. Okay. Um, God, and I was 90, looking okay. at them. I'm gonna so do a TikTok pre Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I uh, I I'm gonna do a video on it, but basically, out of those eight titles, only three characters are still around. Ooh. Roughly. They like introduced, or they got this like the first one shot. They were very of the time. Okay. Um, and then that was it. Did Fire and Ice get one? No. Okay. In '98, there weren't they weren't that big. I mean, but they they still like you still got a pretty decent like Justice League International like, residual love. Well, yeah, because Death of Superman was like ninety. It's Grant. Or, it's no, Grant 92. Morrison's JLA at that time. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so right. one of them, I'll just tell you right now, is yeah. Tomorrow just tell me because I'm not gonna be able to guess them. Tomorrow Woman. Okay, because that was about that time. Um, the only ones that we remember or not remember, we obviously remember you and I, but like the ones that the mainstream public would know, Batgirl had one, Lois Lane had one, and um, I can't remember who else, but that's pretty much like other ones who like Young Justice Secret was the first ever Young Justice um comic. Oh, oh, that was. That was the first one, and that oh, was. Oh God, I do remember this. Okay, to their credit, we got Natalie coming in. Um, just so. All right, cool. Yeah, to their credit, this was a great. Like, I love the cover styles of these. I remember these covers. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, this was like they hadn't. They were like, all right, let's do a flashback to Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Birds of prey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Natalie. Oh, the mist. Love the mist. The but but the mist isn't talked about either. Yeah, well, because we've we've uh, completely brushed um, Jack Knight under the rug at this right. point. Right, 
Courtney, uh, what's her face? Uh, Whitmore. Whitmore. Courtney Whitmore. She has fully taken over. In She's the, the star guy. person in DC. Yeah. Starman, it remains one of the, it's such a good book. And like, if you want to like experience the 90s, yeah, go, go read Starman. I haven't, I've, I've only read like one book of it, but uh, Natalie, how's it going? Yo, uh, I can't hear you. You're muted on your end. Okay, can you hear me or, or do I need headphones? Hey. No, no, no. We're, uh, we're good as long as... I mean, headphones will help in the long run, but if you're... I mean, it is, it's up to you. Um, no worries. If it's too much trouble, no worries. Oh, okay. We're dark again. <laughs> um, but yes, I think it's interesting that like DC and Marvel do things better now because it's not just doing one shots of a marginalized community. It's putting those characters into titles later and those writers yeah. and artists, right? Yes. No, you're entirely right that they it's stuff like, uh, yeah, marginalized groups, underrepresented groups are better integrated and given a better focus and like given actual chances of like, well, let's do a series, not a one shot. Yeah, but I will say, especially looking at this, this Batgirl girl frenzy, they did events a little bit better back then too. Like these little fifth week things. I mean, I'd rather not have the girl frenzy thing. I'd rather have the, you know, the, uh, the women of Marvel anthology no, I know. books and stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Like title. But I mean, this is just like, I love this design. Like I seriously just can't oh, get over yeah. like I like that pop of art kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But, I'm with you. Yeah, no stuff was it was also like it, it's the it's the what's really been lost in us taking comics seriously is that it, the silliness is gone. Mm. Like well, I, I told like a, I think I think some of the titles this week will might prove you wrong, but we'll see. Uh, I just want to introduce Natalie uh, to Comic Talk. Natalie's been here before, but what's up, Natalie? How's it going? Oh, now I, I don't think your earbuds are paired. I can't hear you, but you're not you're not on mute though. Whatever. I don't know if you can hear us. I can't. Okay, Natalie can hear us. Wait, I heard rustling. There's some. I sort think of... they paired just for a second. You know what might might have been is every now and then, um, my right one, like won't pair, and I'll like put it back in, and like it'll charge for a second and then reconnect. Mm. I don't so know what's up. That's why I don't like using headphones. It's all right. No worries. I can hear you, but I'd rather not. It's all right. No worries. Uh, Natalie, Natalie, that Sonic thing is awesome in your background. Thank you. I um, I went to my kids' uh, friend's party. It was like Sonic theme, and um, yeah, they like gave it to me because they're gonna throw it away. I was like, yeah, uh -huh. don't throw it away. Yeah, no, you keep that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I wonder how many like posters and cardboard cutouts that movie theaters throw away versus yeah. just like giveaway. Cause I'd rather just have those posters and those cutouts depends on the cutouts, but that Sonic one's pretty tight. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but, um, I'm running out of room here in my living room. I don't know if you can see it. We have like the Nando one over there. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like a bunch of posters. I still haven't hung up yet. Yeah. It's funny because, like, when you wait too long on posters, like, I have a bunch of posters I haven't put up, but then they're, like, out of, like, style or not topical anymore or whatever. Like, I have a mm -hmm. I have a Transformers 4 poster. 
the poster's cool. The movie sucks. But like, like the, movie, oh, okay. the movie sucks. But like the poster is cool. But it's also number four. And we're well past Transformers 4 now. When you don't hang it, I think that's the losing battle. The moment it goes out of style, you're like, well, I'm not going to put this up now. Oh. If I put it up before it went out of style, yeah. I would have had like a sentimental bond to it. Yeah. But if it's just sitting there. Yeah. Because I have a Spider-Man 2 poster. The one with the reflection of Doc Ock in the eye. I have one yeah, of those from when I was a kid. I never put it up. I don't know whether I'm going to put it up. We have um we have like horror posters up, like movie posters. We have like Freddy's poster up. And I was thinking instead of having it like all year long, just start switching them up. Yeah. So maybe have them framed and then just have them ready and then just switch them yeah. out. I uh I uh I'm gonna be moving out um in January or so and like I'm gonna prep all my posters so I just put them up and be like, This is my place. This is my posters, you know? Um, a lot of books came out this week. I want to know what you guys read this week. I need to know issue names and titles. Um, I'll read out mine while you guys, if you guys need to get, uh, something, you know, uh, figure out your list of what you read, but, um, wait, no. Okay. Here we go. My thing isn't working. Trevor, do you know yours? Yeah. I got it. What'd you read? So I read amazing Spider-Man six, AKA Mm -hmm. amazing Spider-Man 900. Yeah um venom nine genisville captain marvel number one interesting superman space age book one batman one dark knight book three mm-hmm. they they're calling them books i'm not I'm the not black the black labels are calling them books right? yeah they're all they're all books by black label yeah uh robin issue 16 and the variance uh issue two okay and then i just started skimming this week's detective uh one uh 1062 mm, okay um it looks good it looks really cool it it's does just, uh v and albuquerque yeah. um v on writing and albuquerque mm. on art yeah yeah um i read amazing spider-man 6 i read action comics 1045 uh robin 16 um ant-man 1 uh Captain America Symbol of Truth 3, which is the Sam Wilson Captain America title. Uh, The Variants 2. And I could have sworn there was one more, but maybe I didn't. Uh, Young Ju- Oh, Young Justice Targets number one. But I, oh, and Magic Order 3 number one. I downloaded that, but I didn't get, I didn't get to reading it. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, Which means I got to prep an image for one of those I forgot, but don't mind me. Uh Natalie, what'd you read? Um, so I read Ant Man number one. Okay, yeah. Uh da, 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 Detective of Comics. This, this was a cool variant. I think if they do all of them like this, I'm gonna collect them. Yeah. It looks super um, sick. A righteous thirst. Oh, okay. I scanned through Strange, so I didn't finish it. What was uh, it? Dark Knight. Strange? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight. Crystal Planet 2. Oh, sorry, you said issue numbers. <laughs> I'm over here just throwing names. Oh, whatever. Public Domain issue 2. Okay, yeah. And Ninja Cadence issue 1. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. And then uh, I skimmed through ASM. Yeah. Didn't finish it. Um, There's a lot of backup stories in that one. Yeah. I picked up Swamp Thing, but I'm behind. Do you uh, like Swamp Thing? Yes. I feel like people who like Swamp Thing, they swear by it, you know? But I, like, I never really got into Swamp Thing. Like, oh. um, you know, I said the same thing. Like, I wasn't really like a Swamp Thing. I don't know, like, just the character itself. Yeah. But then um, they're like, you got to read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. And just reading Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And Ron V, he's one of my favorite writers. And he was, they put him on this current Swamp Thing. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely reading this. And yes, it, he's perfect for it. Um, since he likes doing a lot of that horror and Swamp Thing has like that element, mm-hmm. he does really well. Um, well, yeah, because he, I just, um, I was looking at back issues of Venom and he just did like a couple issues on it. Yes. So he seems to be the new horror guy. Yes. Any, any, anytime his name's on something, I'm like, I'm going to pick it up. He, he's a really amazing writer. Mm. Um, I feel like I read something. Oh, I I hate this place number three. I read that one. And um, yeah, I picked up a few more, but I haven't gone to them. Yeah, that happens. Oh, the Sandman. Nightmare Country number four. Oh, yeah. How? Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But that uh, <laughs> that's interesting because Sandman's coming out on Netflix and whatever. So they've decided mm-hmm. to like, you know, do a new kind of Sandman related um think what's it called undiscovered country nightmare country nightmare country Why yeah, am I this undiscovered? Focuses... is that star trek i don't know yeah nightmare country okay yeah this one focuses on the corinthian so that's really cool yeah um what were our picks of the week given that we read a lot you know what's your number one pick of the week mm, i would have to say it was detective comics Okay. Um, uh, tell me, tell me about it. Well, it's a new creative team. Um, on this one, they yeah. have Rom B as a writer. Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about it, and Albuquerque. Um, what's the premise? Because I'm looking at all these variant covers. I, I just put up the variant covers on um, the, on the know, screen. I well, the name of this new um arc is called gotham nocturne overture part one what is called gotham nocturne overture that's weird and i see a lot of that darkness you know what detective comics usually has that like you know darkness to it but yeah um, i think it's gonna do really well on this um something's going on i like that they're focusing on bruce wayne being older and he's kind of feeling it that's good i don't really see that yeah I so like that. Happening. I like yeah. that version of Bruce because I need to make yeah. sure that timelines match weird. up in my head. Like Bruce should be at like forty something by now. Uh, dude, you want to talk about timelines messed up? We'll get to Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. variants. The variants number two dropped a couple of key timeline information, but that's also separate. Uh, Natalie, what were you saying? Oh no! Like there was a moment where um he's like counting his. Um, I guess his seconds on his attack and he was like I was 11 seconds behind like mm. something's wrong so he's like doing testing and stuff so yeah it was really cool I, I liked it yeah um 
interesting. Well, it op- I love the opening, like the opening sequence where you think it's this terrible horror, but it's really um, the opera. Oh, yeah. They yeah. tie in that, like, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you can kind of see a bit of that. Um, there's, like, this. Let me show you a bit. So, yeah, there's going to be a bit of that darkness to it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I wanted to read it. Um, Because the cover looks good. And I'm all for, like, a new like starting new runs of like detective comics because detective comics are so many um, Mm -hmm. issues and obviously nobody's going to read all 1046 of them or whatever. What's it this? 1062. 1062. Um, And it's like, okay, uh, nobody's going to read a thousand whatever issues. Um, So is this a good recommended start for new readers if they want to jump on detective comics? I mean, I think so. I I last read detective comics like in the thousands like i think it hit 1000 and then i read it up to like a thousand six and i kind of fell off of it yeah so i'm back on it i mean yeah that's good i think so well and from the looks of things just from like the scan i was able to do kind of right now just bringing it up like it does it's also what's nice about these is like it's not expecting you to know the history and what's being introduced is being explained. Yeah. Really, like, for lack of a better word, really basically. Yeah. Like, just like, here it is. Don't worry. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I, I definitely, from what I'm seeing, it does look like something you want to jump in. Also, because it's also not using, like, jumping in, like, oh, here's the Riddler and here's so and so. It's always nice when, a new run starts with a new villain. Right. Sort of thing. Right. Because then you have to ask yourself, is the penguin dead? Is he alive? Is he, you know, like, what's the Riddler up to? Is he good? Is he bad? Uh, You know. uh... And then there's so many Batman titles out right now. Like, honestly, there's so many Batman titles. Yeah, so it's like, what times? What's canon? Like, what's going on? Black Label tends not to be canon. That's all like, that's what I like, how I operate is Black Label, I believe is not, there might be one title on Black Label that's supposed to be canon, but I think Black Label tends to be its own thing. Yeah, and it it basically, it seems like the canonicity that they like jump in with can also be like, "Eh, it's, it's vaguely what it is right now. Or it could be like the, I read the the Joker Harley Quinn one where yeah. it's just like, oh no, this is something entirely yeah. different. Or like Garth Ennis's Reptilian where uh, I only heard about it, that Killer Croc's Got origin it. Killer Croc's origin is changed to be like alien in nature and he can reproduce asexually. So he's 90s Godzilla. Exactly. But it's weird and that's Garth Ennis and you know uh, it's out of continuity. It's his own thing. So, um, okay. Detective Comics. That's a good pick for this week. Um, I'm going to let Trevor pick his pick, and then I'll pick my pick. I mean, it sh- in my heart of hearts, mm-hmm. it should be Spider-Man 900. Okay. It, but, like... I don't know what's happened with 
um you're mentioning it right now which means we need to we should go just go through it let's just, just go through it while I intellectual it. consistency of this show even if it's not your pick of the week let's talk about amazing spider-man number six um which is issue number 900 uh legacy type like for anyone out there there's issue numbers and now they're doing like legacy numbers which is like the overall run that number right so this is issue 900 total of every spider amazing spider-man run that Since there's ever been 1962 yeah right and so which i kind of like them doing that because like their runs stop and start all the time especially for amazing spider-man and they're always doing amazing spider-man issue one but it's not a true issue one it's just this runs issue one and so this is issue six legacy number which, 900 but. yeah i don't know the way comics ha- have been going i do kind of feel like Marvel might be on the right side of things with the legacy numbers. Well, I mean, yeah, between the we just went through Detective Comics, Mm -hmm. which is issue 1062, Uh and questioning whether or not this is a jumping on point. I think Marvel very much basically says, Hey, hey, man, you just need six issues to pick up on. Yeah, have Um, your cake and eat it too, right? Because yeah. DC has done a thing for their bigger titles. They've brought back the high numbers so they can have like a badge of honor. Um, yeah. DC, uh, Which Detective I, Comics, I Flash, Wonder Woman, um, well, Action yeah. Comics. They like, all Flash have, like, is also like, I remember when I was doing my Flash podcast and we were looking through stuff, I'm just like, like, how am I missing all these issues of Barry Allen Flash? Because I didn't understand that they just started the numbering back up when the flash got his new book yeah like so barry allen's first like flash issue was like 130 something oh but um, the numbering includes wally west run into the flash right no it does no i'm talking about like in fifth in the 50s like they brought back the jay garrick oh numbering. i didn't know that yeah so yeah barry allen's run starts in the hundreds already which is why, like the cross, the Flash of Two Worlds is like two years into it, but it's like issue one twenty three, one twenty four. Mm. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, N- Natalie, what do you, what do you think? How do you feel about the legacy numbers? Um, honestly, it makes sense. Like what he was saying about, especially someone wanting to jump in. You know, you see a one or a two, and it's like, okay, that's easier than seeing, you know, a thousand twenty six and right wanting to. You know, I like not a lot of people would know this is the start of a new arc, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, and they don't even like even have like new arc logo on it, which is like also like fair, like, because that's a beautiful cover that wouldn't want that logo. Too like, much text, right? Brand new number one on top of it. Yeah. Um. But also, oh, every time I see like a new number one that Marvel puts out, I'm just like, again, so sometimes I feel like they're restarting and I'm just like, again. Especially for something like Daredevil that makes no sense because it's the same creative team. Daredevil started over at one. It's still Chip Zdarsky and, and Marco Cicchetto. So it's and literally the same creative team, same stories. They're gone off of it. What's up? Stuck on it. Like he was off of Daredevil. He was, no, he's been on Daredevil the whole time. He did, the, the, he did his Daredevil run. And then he did Devil's Reign, and then he's back on Daredevil. Oh wow, really? Yeah, he never left. But but Marvel editorial wanted a new number one. I think they had planned for well, a that, new number one. But then it's also weird of like, 
why did Spider-Man restart now and not Ben Riley? Like they didn't want to. Maybe they just wanted to finish the run with Ben Riley. They don't want to start a new run with Ben Riley. I hated uh, that whole arc. Just like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean we could talk about the merits of the Beyond arc for days, but it is also like, but why, like, what, what is Wells doing that? Um, God, who wrote? Who took over? Who did the Beyond arc? Because it know. was, um, it was Spencer who did the arc before, and I forget who did Beyond. Whatever. Okay. All I know is Patrick Leeson was doing some great art during that time. Okay. Um, but but yeah, it's just like yeah, why didn't Ben Riley warrant something? When that feels like such a shift in status quo as traditionally would get a new number one. Yeah, but. I don't know. Maybe they were shuffling people around and had to like make things work. Yeah. Could also just be that just constant corporate restructuring. But yeah, but it's like, I also Wells needlessly inserted this mystery in the beginning of his arc that he hasn't really still taken care of. I was convinced because I bought last month's issue. I have issue five here and I started reading this. I'm like, what issue did I buy last month? Like it's very confusing. It, it opens up in the worst kind of in media res. Like it's Peter's birthday. I think that would have been mentioned an issue or two before that that was coming up on this issue. Yeah, it opens up with everyone's pissed that he showed up to his uh, birthday party on time. Like so, we didn't yeah. even see them plan this surprise party. It's a surprise to the readers. It's very in media more res, so than yeah. Peter, and so. Yeah, and then like, and then the, like the main story is fine. Like it's it's a good. I think it's a good thing of like, who is Spider Man? He is this. Mm-hmm. Like I like the the living brain two point or ultra living brain. Like he's more about what is he basically is posing the question, who is Spider Man? And everyone's just like, oh, he's Peter. Like is he going to tell him he's Peter Parker? It's like he eventually says like I don't care his name. His name means nothing. His name mm-hmm. is a piece of data. I want to know who he is because, and, but it's also like goes back to issue eight, like literally issue number eight of amazing Spider-Man by uh, Stan Lee. Um, with, yeah. And Ditko. Um, but well, then the, I brought up the thing. He yeah. says that uh, there's a quick thing. Sandman says I was a beach a couple months ago which is way back at the beginning of like when I started reading comics, probably like a couple months after like it's from like civil war. Oh, I get your thesis is that this timeline is kind of off, right? Yeah. It basically just said that civil war happened like a couple months ago. The first one Um, is what that is implied because of the timing and everything. Because, Sandman, like, Sandman was a beach. Hell? I think he's even been a the, beach multiple yeah, times. The editor, editor's note, it would happen in this. No, it is. It says like they referring way back to a specific in, issue. They mentioned they they do one of those editors notes. He's maybe, talking about Peter maybe it'll Parker's just be explained. Spider-Man. He lost his memory, and that's all he remembers from that point. You know, but it's also like yeah, but it's like he's going way way back on this. Yeah, to try and give it some. I think it's just a failed attempt at some oomph for the anniversary issue. It's not a solid main story. Yeah, I maybe maybe that's what it is. It's a good it's a good framing device of putting Spider-Man against like the Sinister Six to prove who he is. But yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. This, this this issue just seemed kind of like an anthology kind of thing. It was just like one also, shot kind of things, and it is what it is. There are a couple panels where Robbie and Aunt May. Um, Captain Comics to- Rex says it's referencing a more recent Zadarsky Spider-Man story where Sandman was a beach. Okay. There we go. Uh, thank you, Brian, out up. there. Uh, Captain Comics Rex. Um, Natalie, did you have any thoughts about this uh, this issue? Um, well, honestly, I don't pick up Spider-Man uh, yeah. just because this story never, um, like, pulls me in. Yeah. I picked up this one because it, it was, like, you know, the milestone issue. And then also Maria the Wolf did this cover, and I just met her, and she's amazing. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was like, I have to pick this up. Yeah. Uh, but every time I pick up Spider-Man, I just, I can't get into it. Like, the story is just, like, okay. Yeah. Um, it's not like amazing or anything. Huh. Yeah. But um <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just read it just for fun. So I can't tell you like you know how it's going because I don't know. Yeah. There were some backup stories that were kind of cool in this one, right? There was um Slot and uh Marcus Martin dude one that's just two pages. That's Is that the good. big splash page with yeah with him in the past going to a dance like he asked betty brant to the school dance yeah which is kind of weird because betty brant is an adult so like she's probably a couple years older than him right when he's in high school yeah is she 18 is she supposed to be 18 and working at the daily bugle she's yeah she's working while they're at uh school but, but she's not in school with them she's clearly out of high school yeah betty brant Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I get it. I was 18 or 19 and I went to a high school dance with a girl who was a senior. Um, because she was like a year younger than me. So I was like, when you're out of high school, and I went back to like a high school homecoming dance. Yeah. So, maybe it's like that. Also... Am I the Betty Brandt? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Working at Yogurt Land. Yogurt Land was my daily bugle. Um, okay. Fair. Um, some of the backups were cool, but like easily a skippable issue. It is also very confusing. Yeah, and it's supposed to be nine hundred, and it's like this is the skippable issue. Like I like that's what I think bothers me most about it. Is like it's fine, but it's issue nine hundred. Like, but he meets Jimmy Kimmel. Like, did you oh, ever yeah. read the the time Spider Man met Jay Leno? I I remember that. Yeah, this is exactly like I'm almost convinced it's the same artist. It looks I, almost like it is, right? Or no, it's uh they don't they don't I have to look in the credits. Is it Knock? First... It looks like Todd Knock, but like also like Ed McGinnis, his work has been so much better. I liked his work on this. I liked his Spider-Man because it wasn't you can see like like 30 muscles in his bicep. No, his Spider-Man looks all right, but like there's a I was about to say earlier, there's a couple panels where Aunt May and Robbie are talking to Living Brain and they look awful. Oh, I think <laughs> like I remember, yeah. Joker Rictus smiles. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Spider-Man, because of like the fast like Spider-Man it always brings artists, I think, to their sketchiest. Hmm. Because the quick turnaround, especially in recent years, mm. like I remember Mark Bagley, they did they upped the count on Ultimate Spider-Man, and like 
one time his artwork got real super sketchy and like mm. Ramita's stuff recently, like last issue got really sketchy because he did all, I think he did all five issues of the first arc and those came out, I think within two months. I don't like JRJR, John Ramita Jr. But, dare you. Dare but you. I did like his uh, art on the last issue, mostly because of how he does Tombstone. I do like yeah. his Tombstone. Maybe, I mean, it, this is also could be the inker slash the colorist. It kind of has the feel more of the colorist yeah, sort of saturating the art and taking away some of the finer lines that yeah, without the finer lines, as may, and maybe that's what it is. It's like without fine lines, McGinnis and JRJR become sketchier. Maybe. Um, there's... <laughs> I, I talk about sketchy writing. I want to ask Natalie. Uh, Natalie, you read Ant-Man number one? I did, yes. I I started it with the intent of being like, well, I also thought it was for some reason Scott Lang. Um, and then I got into it and it's 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 Hank. It's Hank Pym. And uh I was I did not like the art and I was not interested in it. I read through the whole thing and I was like, I'm tired of this. I don't know. Was it tough for you or did you like it? Uh, this was also like I think this anniversary. It's like the sixty years. Yeah. So they kind of did that. Uh, it's a four part that. That's why. That's why it's pink. Yeah. Uh, when I first flipped through it, though, it did. I was like, wow, this is like very old style art. Um, but it's not the worst I've seen. But mm. I think it does take away from the story. Um. Just I don't know. You're right. Like it, it just it didn't really like make you want. No. To, like really, it didn't really like make you want to or keep you in. Right. You know. I feel like Marvel should not write any Ant Man stories that are not about Scott Lang. I don't want Eric O'Grady. I don't want Hank Pym. I don't care about. There's a future Ant Man in in this from like the far future, and it's like I don't care about him. Can we just have Scott Lang? I mean, like I mentioned, they're just trying, you know, the 60 years. Yeah. And they're trying to do that for Ant-Man because not I don't think a lot of people really read Ant-Man. Or it like, sounds, like by the tone of your voice, uh, Nat, like, I'm like, do you feel sorry for Hank? <laughs> You're like, it was his 60 years. Like, No, I'm saying know. it's been 60 years of yeah. Ant-Man. Like, you know, they try to, like, you know, do something for that. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the tragedy of Ant-Man. He never really clicked the way everyone thought he would. Which one? All just all just the entire concept of Ant-Man has never really clicked. But Scott Lang's great, and the movies have made him better. Yeah, but like it's also like it's never a good sign when you have to rely on the outside media to be good to increase the quality of your book uh that's just the sign of not of not strong writing or or just that proving that this medium that comics is not the medium for the ant-man that uh, are served in movies i don't I know just, i disagree so like i mean I, I agree but i also disagree i think that like you're i think it's smart a smart business decision to use multiple mediums to figure out what is the most iconic take on a given hero right well that's 
that's true because Miles Morales is kind of that's what he needed for sure. Um my th- like Miles, like his his character really in Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse like took all the good ideas that Bendis had thrown into the stew. Yeah. And then did it right. Like because Bendis didn't didn't really treat him as Afro-Latino. Bendis treated him like he was yeah. just he was just black and that's it. And then other writers came on and they finally like fleshed him out and like they did that. And Spider-Verse does that as well. Maybe Natalie. we just need a new Ant-Man. You don't like Scott Lang? I don't get it, but like, you know, kind of like we were talking about Miles. Like maybe we just need like a new generation of Ant-Man. I mean, we have Stinger, which is Cassie. Cassie Lang is Stinger. Uh, and they're incorporating her into Quantumania. Uh, with her purple suit. So so Cassie originally was stature and she had a red suit with a domino mask and she grew big. And then later she picked up the stinger uh, kind of costume and she has like a, a helmet like Ant-Man. She has wings like the wasp um, and like she has a purple suit. And that's what they're using for for the for the movie, which is like a take on I don't know if it was Cassie Lang as well or if it was um some imagined Pym daughter, but that was Nadia the Wasp and and no in Spider Girl in the Spider Girl future. The MCU and Mark. Oh Oscar yeah. Universe. That was that I think that's where Stinger first originated. Oh, from or at that least that Spider kind of Girl design. Alternate yeah, future. like yeah. Yeah, the the, the the wasp analog of, of Spider Girl's timeline was oh, it's I been, think that's yeah. the kind of marvel what they like to do every now and then is like oh look we gave storm her uh mohawk does that mean days of future past is coming like they like to do stuff like that yeah um that character from the mc2 universe which is by the way the only future timeline i like for marvel i don't like earth x timeline i don't like uh i mean uh, every other one is sad 2099 (laughs) i don't like 2099 um at all I like I think if I'm going to think of Marvel's future universe, it's going to be the MC2 because I like the legacy aspect um, that the other ones lack. Anyway, that's me personally. Also, and also soft spot for Dark Devil. What's Dark Devil? Is that MC2? He's, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe because they 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 teased it for a long time, but he's he's the Daredevil analog, but I'm fairly certain he is Ben Riley brought back to life by a demon. Oh, all right. But like, kind of not Ben Riley. Yeah, because they um, tease it too that he's Ben. Like, I don't know. I forget exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out that one wizard kid on Twitch right now saying Stasher is dope. Uh, and Age of X was fun. Um, yeah. Age of but X. Also, like Age of X. Age of X from X Men. Like the, 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 the. It only lasts like a couple months, Age of X or Age of Apocalypse. Are we talking like alternate clarification? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say back to, to Ant Man and why I again believe he didn't click is like before Paul Rudd came around and blessed him with his charm, Scotland was dead for like a, decade. a long time. Yeah. A long, long time. Yeah. And no one really cared. But the Marvel <laughs> movies, the Marvel movies do make the comics better, and I don't fault the comics yeah. for that. The Marvel yeah. movies have inspired my my interest in Shang-Chi. Like the recent Shang-Chi comics have been good. And the recent Eternals run has been good. Although a little heady. You know, if you like comics that just you got to like think your way through. Um, 
Uh, oh, Moyer McTaggart was involved with it. Yeah, that's Age of X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a shift in reality. Legion, I think Legion was a was the reason. Legion was the reason for the season. Um, Usually is. Uh, that's Age of X. But that art was amazing. That art, those de- character designs, like Namor and Storm are are like in a relationship in Age of X. Anyway, neither here nor there. What I was trying to get at is Marvel movies have made some of the comics better. Scott Lang, they've made better. Shang-Chi, Eternals, yes. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, they made better. Like, I think. The Guardians of the Galaxy is way more interesting to me now that the Marvel movies have come out and then they kind of influenced, like, Peter Quill. He's way, he's a little bit different now. I don't know if you guys... No, I agree. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, Peter Quill like, used to yeah. be the space cop, right? I... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I read pre-MCU Iron Man and like the coolest thing happening in that before Civil War and they like kind of they had Tony's character assassination arc. Mm-hmm. Um, the It was like his suit came alive and like Joe Quesada was doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was like big. It was big news because it was Joe Quesada doing it for like one of his first books when he became EIC. It's like I'm mm-hmm. still going to do books. Yeah. And it was just like Iron Man was so squarely. I don't the squad. Well, yeah. And then the movies came around like, no, he is the face of the company right. in a way that only Spider-Man can rival. So sometimes the movie, the whole movie politics help. And then in the case of Inhumans versus well, X-Men, it hurt. I mean, you talk about like being a Pearson form and like I'm very much close to jumping up my own ass. But it's also like the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, Kryptonite all came from the radio show. Oh, yeah. And like, it, it's been symbiotic for the whole time. Yeah. Of just like the comics incorporate stuff. Are you backtracking? Uh, Is that what you're saying? I just, as <laughs> I'm backtracking to the point that I, I'm not, I'm standing my ground that Ant-Man's not the best. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> like tracking any negative things that would have been connected. Honestly, yeah. the only reason I picked up this Ant-Man was because it was Al Ewing. It was mm. the number one. And I was like, let's see what it's about. Yeah. Other than that, I wouldn't have picked it up. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I only read it because it was a number one. Um, it's a good cover. It's a it's an it's a great cover. Yeah. Like yeah. I probably and you've seen the rest, right? The other covers? Yeah. yeah. I I put the slideshows on. Um, for anyone yeah. out there who's watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd get I'd get those framed. Yeah. I'd get those. I like, have to say postcard though. size framed. I have liked the recent Scott Lang Ant-Man series because it's about him working with villains that are trying to like redeem themselves. So like, I like that. That's a good concept. It was. Um, I forget who wrote it. Um, oh, by the way, that one wizard kid says Natalie's shirt is baller AF. Let me, sorry. I got to put yeah. the camera back on you. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even notice. Is that it a DBZ now. Marvel shirt? Or it's just regular. Mar- okay. Oh, it's yeah. regular Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I haven't seen that one. Um, but yes, so it was it was about Ant Man, uh, Scott Lang creating like a um a company that it's it's it was called XCon, I think. Is it called XCon in the MCU? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they kind of do the same thing, but they they bring in like Z list villains, like like um, I don't think Armadillo is one, but maybe like Armadillo, and so like uh, and then they you know they work together, um. Anyway, that was Ant Man one. Just kind of a disappointment is what I wanted to try to say. Not what I expected, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I guess uh, there was a couple good comics that I read this week, so it's hard to pick one because there's a lot that I want to talk about. But um, I'm just going to bring it up right now for anyone out there who watches Young Justice and likes um, the the show, because the show Young Justice is in a different universe than just the DC universe proper, because that has their own Young Justice. The show Young Justice has tie-in comics that is the same continuity. And it always... They always release Young Justice comics between seasons to fill us in and what's happening. Um, and so in this, uh, if you just finish Young Justice season four, Young Justice Targets takes place right after it. And uh, it was really good. I read this issue. Actually, I got an early release on this issue um, that I read a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's not fresh, fresh in my mind, but I remember it being good and wanting to talk about it on the week that it comes out for the public. So um it takes place right after season four and perdita princess perdita who is gar's ex-girlfriend gets kidnapped and so there's kind of a whole thing and clayface is on the young justice uh squad um well, he's not on the young justice squad, was, but he's helping him i heard there was a first appearance in the comic from the show what's up the first appearance in the comic from the show like, it was someone's first appearance Oh, um, it was at Clayface because Clayface was seen on. No, no, no. We've seen Clay, Clayface before. You're saying like a given character. Do you remember the character? Mm, I'm not sure. I just remember I saw from that issue that it was going to be someone's first appearance uh, in comics. OK, I'm going to look it up um, right now. Um, but I liked it. Did any of you guys read this one? Mm -mm. No. Do any of you guys watch Young Justice? No, I do. Oh, I, that, I I I slept on a little bit of the this season until I kind of realized that it was good. Oh yeah, it was because I didn't season three. I wasn't the biggest fan of. I, it, that probably could have been condensed or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. No, I like this. I liked it. This season kind of felt like a return to form. Yeah, I think what it is. I think what it was is a return to the original cast. Well, it was also it was also um, season three was made for for DC Universe, and yes. this was made for HBO and, Max. Uh, it showed. Um, I don't know if this yeah. is anyone's first issue. Um, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Um, and I it's really like the first issue of Clayface on. Uh, Clayface on the team. That's all I remember. Because we've seen him as a villain, and then we saw him on a screen as a good guy, and then that's it. So I don't know. Hmm. Could be wrong. Maybe it's one of those, like, because I see that there's a couple, like, federal agents on the cover. Those are, Clayface. they're not federal agents. That's um Nightwing and Roy, or no, that's Roy Harper. Oh, and, oh and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's their, the um, it's the Harpers, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Clay and Clayface is working with them. Yeah, he's one of oh. those guys. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's mm -hmm. of all the people I put with. Like honestly, that's brilliant because yeah. it's like well, they all look like Roy Harper. So when I get the fourth person who can look like Roy Harper, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all look like because they're all like kind of brothers, ish. Yeah. 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 It's Roy. It's what is it? Roy Harper. Um, whoever. Uh the um jim harper 
Jim Harper. Then there's unchanged name. That's why I, I love about like stuff like that. Um, you know what? Just because I was reading Genesville, you know what Rick Jones's full name is? I don't know. Richard Mil- uh, Milhouse Jones. He has Richard Nixon's same first and middle name. Why is that? I don't know. Something weird. Probably Peter David gave to him at some point. Um, it's interesting sometimes when they when they do that, like with names, because John yeah. Stewart well, and John Stewart and Lynn, I think, is Black Lightning's wife. Her last name is Stewart, and yeah. they're related, but they like they weren't originally related, but then they made them. Yeah, well, because Jim Harper that that was the original name of Guardian in the comics, like yeah. from like the, the Newsboy Legion, but yeah, like from the old old days, like he predates Roy Harper for sure. Yeah. Or he um, might not. No, he might are, not. We're we're um because the show's a little bit shorter now. Uh, we're running a little out of time. I want to get through everything that like everybody read. Um, what issue was that? Young Justice. Young Justice targets number one. Oh. Um, let's let's hit uh Robin sixteen. Um, and then I want to know what Natalie, what else Natalie uh had read from this week. I'm gonna try. We'll try to hit everything. We'll like talk about it for a minute. And we'll like move on. It- if not, it's fine. I might have to go here in a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, do you want to talk about something? Uh, like one thing that you read before you go. Like what uh, else? Did you no, read? it's fine. I mean, I'll stay on as long as I can. Okay. Uh, Robin sixteen came out this week. Um, that one. Uh, Robin's been a consistently good run, and we're dealing with Lord Deathman and Flatline. And I'm glad that they're going again into that. Um, Robin's kind of dating Flatline, kind of. Um, she says, like, do you say you're my, like, I'm your girlfriend? Do you tell people? And then he's like, uh, but. Uh, that, does, that does, it seems like a classic case of the boys reading too much into it. Yeah. And the girl's like, oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa there. Well, she literally whoa, stole there, his heart. Squirt. Yeah, I know, because it's romantic. And they share a love of manga. Well, they stole. She stole his heart because she ripped it out of him. Yeah. No, I didn't remember. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Just no, I'm, for I'm, I'm, I think I. I didn't. I think I'm. I missed the last two issues. I slept on those. Mm. I just. It's also like I've been reading it so much that I could just jump back in. Yeah. I have a personal so affinity. A little for, bit of context. Yeah, I have a personal affinity for Connor. Um, Connor Hawk. So, um, I like the fact that he's playing a pretty big role in this Robin series and the Lazarus big, Island as well. Yeah. You know, do you read this one, Nat? No. No. Um, I picked up Robin. Like, I think I read like one and two. What mm. issue is this? This is sixteen. 16. It's been a really oh, good run. I yeah. Don't know. No, I picked it up way in the beginning, and then I I dropped it. You didn't like it? I just there's so many books I'm picking up. Like it's ridiculous, and I'm behind on on the ones I am reading. Yeah, so I have to pick and choose for sure. This run, I will say, I I can definitely. If you're not in on Robin, I can see like yeah, this is this is something that is skippable for sure. Like Mm. I don't think it's any groundbreaking thing, um, or like some new way or compelling way to look at the character from an outsider's perspective. But for me, like I'm I'm such a like I don't know over time just i've slowly but surely become this big damien fan damien's that, like, better since he's gotten oh my older. God. I love damien. yeah I love, but like he gets he gets haters and everyone like talks shit so i was like uh. but like i just this is just 
good quality stuff. Yeah. But it's like if you're not in on him, it's a yeah, I can see it being dropped from poll lists. Yeah. You there? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I couldn't hear it. Like, oh. yeah. Um, no, I was saying, Damien, I feel it's maybe because he was like a kid, you know, but he's maturing a bit. Yeah. 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 Um, Robinson. Oh, uh, you know what was good? I don't know if you guys read the variance number two. Yeah, I read that. Um, it's, it's, Oh, did I prep the wrong? Oh, I prepped the wrong thing. Just to, uh, as you're pulling that up, and yeah. before we jump on, I do like the last page where it's revealed. Um, Damien's uh, oh. grandmother and Lord Deathman are like dating or hooking up. It's so yeah. gross because it's, like, it's not oh, only God. like his grandma; it's also yeah. a skeleton man with no lips. But like, you can immediately tell just by the tone of what the, the book's been is just like oh god it's my girlfriend's basically dad and my grandma hooking up oh god <laughs> yeah there are shenanigans in this in this book that like are, are kind of funny and kind of fresh in that respect well it i think what it does is it's kind of like it refocuses damien in a funnier like more like a warmer lens but doesn't negate anything else that's happened that he's like yeah doesn't negate that he's a killer and he's still damien and all right. of this violence that's in his life but then yeah. like yeah but i also like that this island has now become like a sanctuary yeah um for anyone who wants a new fresh start any killers yeah. who want a new fresh start do that which is nice mm-hmm. um almost a krakoa for assassins <laughs> yeah you know it's um, been a big a big couple of years for island retreats. Yeah. <laughs> in comic books. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about variants too. Okay. Um, we're dealing with Jessica Jones. It's it's literally a multiversal variance. A bunch of her are coming in, and I'm assuming the one that kisses Matt is not her. So No, it took me a second. Ours is or at least was until she changed. Um, but this one's wearing the same thing. The one that kisses Matt is the same. She's wearing the same thing as the other one. She's wearing classic Jessica Jones. No. And I feel like our Jessica Jones is wearing this tan. Oh, really? Yeah. Our Jessica Jones is the one with the tan shirt. And the other one is the one because she changed it. She changed it. um, To go to She-Hulk. No, to to like go to court with Matt. She's not. She's dressed a little different. And so when she comes home, she sees jessica jones classic okay and no but after that out. scene after they fight and yeah Captain, she changes yeah that okay and then well she hits up jennifer uh walters she's like jennifer mm-hmm. right and then the yeah. next scene we see her go kiss matt and then the scene after that she's with jennifer so there's an intermediary scene where she kisses matt which is it can't be her because she just said hey jen yeah i'm gonna go see you no, it, you can see I'm i'm looking at it right now not our our Jessica's wearing a gray t-shirt. Okay. Not our Jessica's wearing a white t-shirt. Yeah. And oh, so there's a difference between gray and white. Gray and white. But they both have black leather jackets. Yes. Okay. It's, so it's purposely confusing you because of, you know. <laughs> because, but it's also like they're the exact same person. So, um, but yeah, I do like that. That is, there is a tension between the two of them that you just like, okay, if a couple things had gone different. Yeah. 
if a few pieces had been changed. Same with like the fact that like Bendis made it canon that she was in the same class as Peter Parker yeah. and, had a, and had a crush on Puny Parker yeah. before either of them got powers. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that like she's kind of, you know, I don't want to say grumpy and dour, but she's much more serious now. But like when when I saw, I think it's Phil Noto, right? Drawing this stuff. Yeah, he did the art. Yeah. When he's draw when he draws her as Jewel, like you can tell, like, oh, it was a phase. That pink hair is kind of like, you know, like when people when they're younger, like, or whatever. You know, I can see how she used to be Jewel and now she's the Jessica Jones that we know. You know? Yeah. And she looks younger. Like Phil Noto draws the jewel variant as younger mm-hmm. that's what i could like oh that's what i saw at least so um surprisingly i'm not a big okay so like i'm not a big fan of multiversal stuff and so uh i didn't think i was gonna like this book but i like this book yeah i mean surprisingly she, down to earth yeah she had um a uh, multiversal story earlier, like a, a couple years ago, I think, like after following like Secret Wars. I didn't know that. Yeah, like with the, I think it was because of the merging of the universes with the ultimate, some of the ultimate universe merging so Miles could come over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she dealt with um, someone who remembered, who remembered the pre, their, their, that they are from a different universe and been put into this one. And yeah. so they're just like, these are that's not my wife that's not my daughter something like that but yeah jessica dealt with it was like a yeah, post-secret wars storyline okay so weirdly she has dealt with this kind of stuff yeah before ish yeah uh but natalie? she is also she or natalie you still there yeah i'm right here What's oh, okay cool um uh did did you want to uh what else did you read i just wanted to make sure we can hit everything um that i liked <laughs> i mean you could tell us what you didn't like what didn't you like can you p- passionately no. speak on something you didn't like this week <laughs> i mean um uh, one that i really like that i feel like not a lot of people are reading is public domain by chip Sadarsky. i've been hearing good things yeah i yeah. really like this one a lot and the second issue is um uh, it's good um well because yeah. basically uh um public domain public domain is what if jack kirby got the rights back to characters right like that's that's what i feel like yeah that's what yeah you know like who owns the characters like you know um is it the, the creator or you know i don't know i feel like he's doing something like that for sure um you know it it's been good though. Uh, there was like a little something that I thought was funny. Let me see. But yeah, they use a lot of. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. So like, because uh, we're following the dad's the artist, and we're following his two boys. You know, they're trying to convince them like, "Hey, dad, like you you deserve this money. You deserve you know to your rights to your creations and stuff." But there's a part where I guess a fan shows up at his house to pick up some books, and he's just like this crazed out fan, and he's all like saying, "Because uh, he's like, oh, here I threw in an old issue of '72." And he's like, amazing, it's the first appearance of, you know, Angel Lady. So he's all like this comic fan, <laughs> and he's just like freaking out. 
Yeah. yeah, I was like, I wonder if this is how they like see us, you know, as like um, <laughs> well, just trying to like collect all these issues or be like, yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't read issue two, but I read issue one. But it, that only makes me further think that yeah, it's entirely this fictional story of what if Jack Kirby got the chance to get the rights back to his creations because there there's stories of like because he lived um he lived uh down here in Southern California, um closer to san diego i forget exactly because it wasn't la mm. um it might have been it actually might have been pasadena now that i think about it yeah uh, which, um captain comics is also saying it feels very influenced by the bill finger bob kane relationship yeah I mean, yeah sure it, it's just you know creators overall too like yeah. of course it is influenced by those two but um there's a lot of like like his wife is telling him you know why aren't you fighting for this you know, so yeah. I like that. It's very intimate, this like relationship between this artist and this creator and the way he's viewing it. And maybe this is how some creators view it or or they used to back then. Yeah. You know, now I, a lot of I things mean, are more creator owned um, and there a lot of companies, you know, don't mess with that, which is good. But yeah, back then it was kind of like we own it now. It's I mean, like, Marvel and DC still does artists, Yeah. Well, well, yes. And it's I like, mean, how do these artists feel about it? Yeah. Uh, I know, like, even more recently, like, the liberal use of um, the uh, David Aja's work in Hawkeye. Yeah. He got no real credit or extra money for that. I mean... But it was entirely the ad campaign. I mean, Thor, Love, and Thunder, same thing. With the death Thor, Love, of, and Thunder, like... Miss Marvel. Dear Lord, Miss Marvel. Right. Like, <laughs> and so, I, I know Ed, Ed Brubaker was given like a fun cameo in Winter Soldier, but he's also like, motherfuckers, you know, like I did all of this. Yeah. Winter Soldier, Bucky would not be here. You guys kept him dead. That used to be the old adage. Nobody stays dead except for the Kents, the Waynes, Uncle Ben and Bucky. And then I don't think they said the Kents because the Kents used oh, to no, come no, in. The, Kents. the Kents are still alive. It was Uncle Ben, Bucky Uncle and Jason ben, Todd. The Waynes and, or maybe, and, yeah, maybe you know, the Waynes Stacey... can't ever live. Yeah. Gwen Stacy used to get it yeah. really is just the Waynes and Uncle Ben are the only people who will never come back to life. Now, yeah. Because they brought back Jason Todd around the same time they brought back Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As we are finishing up this show, um, real quick, if anyone has any final comics, if you could sum it up in one word, we'll try that. I'm trying to, I'm trying a new experimental way of like finishing it up. Like, um, for me, it's like uh, uh, the Magic Order 3, number one, I would sum it up as interesting. However you want to say, like, I don't know. I think it was... the Magic Order overall has been interesting. I don't you, know. Do you, you think like it, it has gotten, has, do you think it's gotten better or worse? I haven't, uh... I'm still on two. I I feel like it's written to be a Netflix show and it's going to be a Netflix mm -hmm. show. But like that's Mark Miller for like that's how Mark that's Miller is always yeah. written. Yeah. No, not back in the Ultimates. Like he wasn't writing it like he was writing it cinematically until they realized, hey, you write you do things cinematically, it would be really good as a movie, write for movies. Right? No, that's fair. All his a lot Miller of, World I mean, he... stuff is movie like kind of written for movies. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah well, he, it's, but, a, it's from the Lar world, world now, like yeah. the working with Netflix and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, the, it's the Malawi world. We're just living in it. <laughs> uh, that one wizard kid says, what is public domain? Is this a new comic? It is a new comic. And it's uh, issue two was this this month, right? It's issue two. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, it's more of a down to earth take on what it means to be a writer, right. Or an artist or whatever in comics. Um, and seeing your, it, like they, you lack ownership over the things you create when you create for big companies. I mean, Disney does it, right? Like, if you work for Disney, you create it. It's like, eh, it's not yours. It's Disney's. You, you go, I mean, that's honestly, the secret history of comic books is just creators getting screwed yeah. and screwing each mm-hmm. other to not get screwed. That's yeah. what Bill, you know, uh, Siegel and Schuster were trying to um, line everyone up to go up against DC um, to get the rights back to their characters. Bill Finger found out about, or, um, Bob Kane, Bill Finger was, he he was an innocent man too. Yep. Bob Kane found out about it because they asked him to join him up, and he went to DC and bluffed and renegotiated his contract and threw them under the bus to do so in order to propel himself. Yeah, he lied and said he was underage when he signed it, that he lied about his age and signed the contract with with DC um, as a minor, which he legally couldn't do. So like, I'll let that slide if we renegotiate my contract. And so he took advantage of knowing they were going to attack. And went and pulled the rug out from under them and, and screwed them over. I didn't know that. Bob Kane sucks. Yeah. It sh- and it shouldn't be created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. It should be created by Bill Finger okay. with Bob Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Captain America Symbol of Truth 3 is good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to where it's going with that. Action Comics 1045 was okay. But this arc has been really good. So I'll let it slide. Um, If you're not reading A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I feel like not a lot of people know about this. My shop only gets like two issues, which oh. is crazy. What yeah. issue number is it? Like what numbers are Ten. Ten. Okay. What's and it they're, about? They're very fast. They're very fast reads. Like if you notice, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't spoil anything. There's, oh, like, yeah. there's not a lot of bubbles, so it's very visual. Yeah. So, yeah. um, really good. It's by Rick Remender. He's great. Yeah, I like Rick Remender. Yeah, I like um, his network. As we as we close up this episode, I want to thank uh, everybody out there for watching and or listening. If you're watching us live, uh, you can see who we are, what our names are and whatnot. You're watching us live. You're watching us on volume.com, twitch.tv or youtube.com. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you are listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Um, uh, you can also find the Keeg on social media primarily TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. Uh, but we're also on Facebook, Twitter, so on and so forth. Uh, so definitely check us out. There, Each of our social medias, wherever you digest us, thank you so much for digesting us. Um, but before we get going, I, I just want to ask Trevor, uh, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, Nothing to plug as of late. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and everything at Trevor Copter. If I am on that social media platform, that is what I'm under. You got to get um, on TikTok, man. I'm on TikTok. I know, but, but I don't you post on TikTok, on but I'm on it. And it is under Trevor Copter, so you can follow me. And the most recent thing I did was, <laughs> it was funny. I do, I, I did like this. It was a Justice League, like, first iteration, not unlimited, where they uh, somehow Vandal Savage has changed time and yeah. gone back and 
the Nazis won World War II. Yeah. And so Justice League returns and Batman was on Earth when it happened. And so he's been changed. And they like are about to go back in time to stop Vandal Savage. And Bruce Wayne is like, asking, oh, so the world's different where you came from? So my parents could still be alive. And, and Superman just like looks at him and is like, well, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. Yeah, poor, poor bastard. Uh, Natalie, where where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, we can find me at the Comic Queen, but uh, I'm about to change it. I'm in the middle of changing my handle. Yeah, Are it's you? a really good thing, but um, this weekend made me aware of that I need to focus on long term branding. Yeah, and it's, re- um, it's just, rebranding honestly, season. That's what I I'm said. Tired. I'm just tired of people thinking I'm DC. Yeah. Oh my God, is it DC? You I thought that. And I'm just like, okay, it's not DC, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, yeah, um, it's it's going to be changed to probably like, I don't know, I'm thinking about it. Is there but, no um, the Comic Queen? T-H-E Comic Queen? There, like, there's, there is one. It's taken. Uh, oh. The last time it was used, it was like 2013 uh. by this little teenager or something. So um, there's the no way to get a hold of her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe D.A. Comic Queen. The Comic Queen. Um, I'm thinking the Comics Queen, like T-H-E-C-O-M-I-X mm. Queen or the underground comics. Comic Queen with two N's in the end. Oh, I don't know. That gets confusing. I'm figuring it out. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's what rebranding about, season, you know. It's uh, everybody has to do it. Queen with KW. KWEEN? Yeah, KWEEN Queen. I'd rather I I mean queen. I'd like KWEEN Queen better than Q U E E N N. Cuz then that looks like Queen, Queen. Or I'm thinking of just going with like Nat's comics. That but then works that's too. a total change. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm on Instagram. I mean, you'll find me on Instagram more. I am on TikTok and everywhere else, but don't really use it as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, both of you guys do great work, whatever you guys are doing. Um, there's a reason why you guys have been on the show multiple times. So keep up the great work. Um, Thank you. And uh, I'm so upset that I missed you this weekend. Yeah. 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 I was, I was only in like inside comic-con on sunday but i was outside comic-con on saturday and so like i was doing like the free stuff and whatever it was really hot and i maybe breaking out in the burn or something but i don't know so i didn't get to go i haven't gone in so long i haven't gone in like eight years we'll work something out for next year i need to go uh yeah uh thank you guys so much uh thank you albert loves comics is over here in, in youtube uh captain comics rec is also out there what's up to you guys that one wizard kid on twitch thank you so much uh for watching and or listening um uh once again i'm your host Dimitri Pereira, and this has been comic talk uh for july 28th 2022 take care and see you next week <laughs>